0: If everything's still going well, I'm going to resign.
1: Hey, everyone. My name is Chris, and welcome to the Click Collective podcast, I Started a Business. This show is all about inspiring, encouraging, and motivating e-commerce enthusiasts and entrepreneurs by sharing successful small business stories. Click Collective is the first co-working space built around the needs of an e-commerce community, and we're home to some pretty cool brands. Each episode, we'll sit down with one of our members and chat about their journey, why they started, how they're going, their highs and lows, and everything in between. This episode, we chat with Emily Redmond, the founder and director of Peach Underwear, the most inclusive and comfiest underwear yet. Hello, Emily. Hey, Chris. (laughs) How are you? I'm
0: good, how are you? Good,
1: good. Um, Thank you for joining me. I want to obviously speak about with you regarding... So your journey in e-commerce, why starting a, a brand and a, and a, a business, um, why you leave your job, things like this. So let's start with a, a basic question. Um, I want to talk about yourself and your business.
0: Yeah, cool. So I'm Emily. <laughs> I started Peach Underwear in July 2018, so three years ago, just hit three years. Um, I started on the side while I was working full time and kind of grew it slowly until last year where it started growing quite rapidly. And then made the decision to resign from my full-time job in January, finished up in Feb. And from there, I've just been focusing on Peach full-time.
1: Why start a business? You you said you had a full-time job. Was it in marketing?
0: Yes. Yeah. So I worked for a company called Lululemon. I think, ah, okay. I think you'd heard of it. I feel like we had this conversation. I, I think so. Um. And you'd heard of Little Lemon, which I was surprised. Generally, a lot of guys haven't, a but that's Christmas great. Christmas presents for my
1: sister. Yep. Yeah, Brand the hand. marketing
0: is working. My marketing is working. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I started working there as an e-commerce coordinator. Um, that was like when I saw the role posted, I was like, that's what I want to do. So um, they drop product every week and I was responsible for making sure that all of that was going online. So making sure everything was, um, all of the products were shot by the photo studio in Vancouver, making sure all the product was actually slotted in our DC, um, making sure that images, like selecting the images to go online um, and a whole heap more. And then eventually I transitioned into doing email marketing and then took on CRM and email marketing from there. So when I finished up at Lulu, I was the CRM and email specialist. So a bit of an e-com and digital marketing sort of background. there. Pretty for long. Yeah. Um, I had always had an interest in e commerce and I always had had this like desire to have my own business, slash, be my own boss. <laughs> um, so I was buying stuff online from when I was in year 11, pretty much as soon as I got a debit card, I was buying stuff online. <laughs> um, and I kind of started comparing the experiences of different brands because back then, it sort of been like maybe 2008. Um, like same day shipping, fast free shipping, that wasn't really as much as a thing in e-commerce. Everything was kind of new and a lot of the bigger retailers were only just starting to jump on board with it. And so I would compare like, were they using Express Post? Like, were they taking a couple of days to ship or whatever? And, I, and like, what was their return experience like? And so I always had this interest in it. And then I guess that just coupled with wanting to have my own business. I was like, a, it's quite low barrier to entry. I mean, a Shopify plan is like, 35 bucks a month and then you've got inventory and everything. Um, But, you know, it's not like starting a bricks and mortar store where you have to worry about a lease and, you know, with online, you can start with just one product, whereas with a physical store, you kind of have to kit out a whole, a whole store. So yeah, I just kind of, all of that just kind of came together and I was like, I'm just going to give it a crack.
1: So you've always been very e-commerce based and marketing based, even from like year 11, you've always been interested in that side of, I guess, e-commerce in the business. Yeah. So you have a full-time job. At what point did you decide that, yes, you want to start a a business on your own and be your own boss? Um, And how did you, I guess, settle on Peach Underwear as a brand but also as a product?
0: So I struggled to find proper, seamless, everyday, comfortable underwear that had like a really high-quality fabric and then in like a good range of colours. I felt like that was something that not a lot of people were doing. Out there was a lot of that like sexy lacy kind of stuff. Um, But I felt like no one had really nailed or I hadn't found anything where they'd nailed just like the perfect everyday pair. And so I was just like, I'm going to try that. I felt like there were so many swimwear brands out there. There were so many lingerie brands out there. But there was almost like, I felt like that everyday category hadn't really been nailed. So Mm. I was like, I'm going to give that a go. In terms of the brand, I did spend a lot of time on this because... I wanted it to be simple and fuss-free and approachable and I wanted it to be like a product and e-commerce experience, like going back to me buying back when I was in like year 11 and 12 and comparing the experiences. I wanted it to be something where it was like the – I wanted it to be up there in my favourites.
1: Cool. So obviously you said you had a background in e-commerce. How did you manage your time while working on both? Obviously starting it – when you started – Building the brand and the business, and I guess working on the design of the actual undies itself. But how did you manage doing both?
0: So working
1: both a full full-time time job, and but also yeah. starting to <laughs> create a know. business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I honestly don't know. It started off quite slow. It wasn't like I launched and bang, like I was just pumping out orders. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. Like I would say, the end of twenty nineteen, it started to pick up. So that was more than a year after I'd launched. Mm. So that was kind of easier to balance, and it was more just. When I had the free time, I would work on the business. The end of 2019, it started to pick up and then 2020 (laughs) COVID hit. And I don't know, I couldn't tell you exactly what it was. I don't know if it was, I just think it's a combination of more people shopping online. I had more time to focus on the business in my free, I had more free time. (laughs) And I'd launched a new, I'd launched a couple of new styles and then from July 2020, things just went nuts. Nuts, yeah. And then that's where I really struggled to manage my time. And then because Victoria was then coming out of our second wave lockdown in like October, so I was balancing full-time, peach, and then social life was starting to come back as well. And that's when I remember in November I was like I can't keep doing this. Mm. And I remember I pulled out my whiteboard and I drew a calendar and I was like – I looked at what annual leave I had left. I looked at like when the peak periods were for um, Lululemon and then for Peach and I was like, all right, Jan 15. If I'm still doing well, Jan 15, like the Christmas wave has passed. If the business is still doing well, then – I'm pretty sure it was Jan 15. I'm pretty sure that was a Monday. I, it was a
1: Monday? I, yeah. I'm going I'm to fact check you. Yeah. Keep going. I'm going to fact check it I'm pretty about.
0: sure it was Jan 15. I feel like that – maybe it wasn't. Or Jan 12. This yeah, I was year? i like, second guessing. Yeah.
1: Was it a Monday or was it?
0: It was yeah. a Monday. It was the 11th. Around then. 11th. We'll give you benefit of the doubt.
1: I'll <laughs> give you that. I'll give you that. Do
0: you know what? I think my last day was Feb 15 and I think that's where I'm getting mm.
1: confused.
0: Jan 11, I was like, if everything's still going well, I'm going to resign. And I remember. So when did
1: you make that decision? So How I picked the
0: date in November.
1: Okay. So you gave yourself three months basically. Yeah.
0: And then I was like, if it's still doing well, and I remember waking up on the morning of Jan 11 and I was like, it was like a 40-degree day and I was like, am I really going to do this?
1: You must have been terrified. I was
0: terrified. And I looked at my um, my manager's calendar and he had – his whole day was busy except for like 4 p.m. So I had this whole day of stress <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And then, um, yeah, I did it and um, I just remember feeling so relieved after. But then also obviously terrified because I was like – that I don't know. That like it's a
1: huge decision because yeah, I guess you've obviously been doing so well, and when you have your own business, you have those risks, and you're you're in a secure job. You're like cool. You're technically comfortable, right? Yeah. And then you make decision to leave all that behind and pursue something that you have no idea if it's going to be successful.
0: Yeah, it's
1: yeah. terrifying.
0: I think it was. I think the thing that comforted me was that in 2020 there had just been this burst of e-commerce jobs. Like everyone yeah. wanted an e-com coordinator, an e-com manager, ecom e-com specialist. So I was like, if it doesn't work out, I know that I'm employable and mm. that I should be able to find right. something. Thank God I haven't needed to so, so you, far. You had the backup,
1: but you don't need it. Yeah. You're all good.
0: Yeah, well, so far. But, yeah, it's doing well. Well, you're
1: doing incredibly well because you started with us back in October. Was it October? Yes. And that was a 17 square metre, I believe, at the front of the building.
0: Yes, and it was tiny. It
1: was tiny um and then i don't i literally hadn't even seen you until i think it was christmas yeah because i was working here on my own for christmas because i just started um and then yeah you came in i had no idea who you were (laughs) i was like this you know i've always seen clothes no idea then you moved i think it was january into the one next to us here which is a 30 square meter 24 square meter i have no idea one of the two (laughs) but now you're in a 77 square meter so from october to was it march i think you moved You've gone up three sizes up. Did you expect to grow that quickly? Did you expect it to be in a massive unit now?
0: Not at all. No. I think I'd kind of... So I was storing everything at my parents' house before I came here. And then I was quickly... I was, like, stocking out of styles, So I was like, all right, I need to order a bit so that I am not stocking out so constantly. So a good problem to have. Um, but by the time I'd moved everything into the small unit... It was already overflowing and I was like, oh, gosh, this is not going to (laughs) work. So then um, moved into the, I guess, the medium-sized space and I was like, this is going to be perfect, like room to move around, everything fits kind of thing. And then the new stock that I had ordered to cover the out-of-stocks arrived and I was like overflowing again, Um, literally working in the hallway. Um, And then I remember walking around and I was like, I'm going to have a look because the newer spaces – a lot of their doors were open, yeah. so I was like, I'm going to have a look at, like, what is there. And I saw that one and I was like, I think that's the good size and, like, a good size to grow into as well because um, I can't keep moving because that was just mm. um, quite disruptive, moving a lot. Um, so, yeah, now the space that I'm in is quite good, but um, I'm still starting to, that's starting now to fill just up as fill well. Up. But, yep,
1: you're expanding so quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, now, we spoke about... Um, the product itself and why you created the brand. So obviously you said you didn't – you hadn't seen anything that was like that, the seamless, comfy, everyday undies. Um,
0: I'd seen it, but it just wasn't quite right. It wasn't quite
1: right. Yeah. Was there a lot of trial and error before finding that perfect design that you now have as peach underwear?
0: Yes, there was a lot of trial and error. So when I first started, I started with one style – It was like a just an original rise cheeky style. And then from there I expanded into like G string thong, um, and a bikini style, and then those same three cuts, but in a mid-rise and a high rise as well as an original rise. So when I was starting the first the first style, the fabric was obviously super important, but then also the cut was super important. Um and it was a lot of a lot of trial and error and sending samples and Um, or like receiving samples and then sending the feedback and then receiving the sample again and then making iterations. Um, I think it took about just under a year to get it right because I'd tried like a couple of different factories, a couple of different blends of fabric. Um, Yeah, and then I think it was in like May 2018 that I approved everything and placed the first order Mm -hmm. for... Stock.
1: Did you find a lot of pressure in building something successful? Like when you're going through all this trial and error and finding something that you, you're happy with, your you think is great, did you have a lot of pressure when you, I guess, officially launched Peach to have it be successful?
0: I guess because I was self-funded so all of the money right. was my own. But I also – I don't know if I've really told anyone this, but I didn't tell anyone about the business – until towards the end of last year. So oh, even wow. my close friends, my brothers, like no idea, no one really knew apart from my parents and my uncle because he was my accountant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I kept it under wraps. So I guess that was purely because I didn't want to have the pressure of people. I think sometimes when you say to people that that's what you're doing, it becomes an expectation. And I guess I didn't want to launch something and for it to flop. And then everyone and then knows. Everyone knows. Yeah. I wanted that—that that would feel more pressure, just add to the pressure of it hmm. needing to be successful. So I kind of kept things under wraps for. And also, I because I was working full time, I kind of didn't know if that was perhaps a conflict. But yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Do you get get like keep in touch with anyone from Lululemon?
0: I actually, someone messaged me just this morning. Um, yes, I keep in touch with my team. We've caught up. Um, It's kind of hard now with like in and out of lockdowns makes it difficult, but yeah, that was, that was also another really tough thing about moving with, uh, sorry, um, leaving was the people. And that's one thing I was worried about was going from like the job that I had was so cross-functional and I was constantly, um, you know, interacting with people and with other teams and not even just in Melbourne but, like, in Vancouver and Seattle and Hong Kong. And so to go from having so much interaction and teamwork to just being on my own, that was also nerve-wracking. But I think what's great is being in a space like this with people who are, like, you can just chat. Like-minded, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, like, being able to chat about digital marketing or, like, um, even, like, shipping delays and stuff like that and seeing that other people are going through or facing similar issues to you or have. Like Sarah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and, like, even getting the desk from Sam from Kodu, like little perks (laughs) like that.
1: Were you shipping out of home as well?
0: Yeah, so shipping out from mum and dad's. Yeah. So mum, you've met my mum, Jenny. Jenny. (laughs) I honestly don't think I I wouldn't be here if I didn't have her help, that's for sure. So in um, second wave lockdown, because I live in Richmond and then my parents are in Parkdale, with the 5K, because I was working full-time, and with the 5K, I didn't actually know because it was like a side business. I didn't know if I could travel there to ship things out. So for like the whole three, four months, she was um, shipping the stock out for me, shipping the orders out for me, which was so good.
1: Now, going back to the product, I did have a look on your website. Um, now, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the target audience, <laughs> Um, but it it seemed like a very incredibly body-positive brand. And I know you've gone to the Gold Coast a lot to shoot photo shoots up there and things. Was that really important when creating a brand in your website um, to make it so inclusive?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, For my teenage years, a lot of the advertising I was exposed to only really showed the one body type. Um, And I think we're all aware of the impacts that this can have and um, that's why it's been so important me to show and for peach to show a variety of shapes and sizes just to normalize any body type. Um, and I don't want anyone to feel excluded just because of how their body is. Um, so I've been able to expand the sizing up to five X, um, now, which has been great. And there's still a lot of work to be done, but I'm definitely proud of what I've been able to achieve with the brand in this space and like creating a positive, a body positive brand and an inclusive brand, Um, especially, be, especially be considering, like, I don't have the large budgets that other larger brands do. Yeah. So being able to do that with what I have, I'm, like, quite proud of.
1: Yeah, awesome. Um, now, I had a look on your Instagram as well. You've got nearly 17,000 followers. Yeah. Now, obviously, you've got your your marketing, your degree in marketing, um, and I guess, obviously, you've worked in marketing and e-commerce previously with Lululemon. I'm assuming you did all your social media by yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I taught myself how to do the how to do the ads at the start. I did everything at the very beginning, all the, like, design. I was very cheap. (laughs) I wouldn't say cheap. I would say more
1: hardworking is probably a better (laughs) way to put it, Um, as I don't know how you would have managed your time at that point.
0: I don't know how I did either. I actually don't know how I did it, and especially because I wasn't – I hadn't told a lot of people, I remember – earlier this year I was like it was like I was living a double life because I had like (laughs) I had my full-time job but then I would go home and live this double life and then people would ask on like a Monday like, oh, like how's your weekend? What would you get up to? And I'd have to be like, oh, like nothing. I must have sounded so boring. But it's like actually. You were working on creating a brand. I had to create a new purchase order. I had to like (laughs) rejig my ads. I had to, you know, all of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Are you proud of where where you've gotten to? With what you've left, obviously, as I said, beginning of the year and I've seen how much you've grown already here, are you proud of what you've gotten to?
0: Absolutely. To be able to um, work for myself is something that I never thought when I started that I would be able to do. Um, and I have to constantly, like, remind myself that, I guess, because you're always kind of thinking ahead and um, I'm just trying to figure out now how to, like, grasp the moment and be like, holy like, this is pretty good what I've done so far I don't know to if kind you can of swear? take. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> Beat that! Beat that, <laughs> Beth. <Ben>. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Holy moly! That's what I meant so to say. So much better. Sorry. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, no, super proud. Just never thought that I'd be able to mm. work for myself and then come this far. I do because um, I like being able to. I guess I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> Fair
1: enough.
0: <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I like being able to create my own schedule and, like, I probably end up working more than what I would mm. otherwise, but I genuinely enjoy what I do. Um And it's just, you know, those little – like, when you have a day where you do the most orders that you've ever done or um someone sends you a really lovely customer message about how much they love the product, it's little things like that where it's, like it – And keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: That goes into my – I guess, wondering how do you keep motivated? So you've grown this brand to the point where you are now. You've said that you've expanded the size range up to five XL. Um, what keeps you going? How do you keep motivated to continue growing the brand?
0: I think it's those little things, like like a message from a customer, or um, sometimes it's I might receive a sample and be like, "This is it. This is the final thing I'm going to order." This like I have some arriving today, and I'm like really hoping that they're good but it's little things it's it's the little things because it does get hard to stay motivated and I think anyone who has their own business would know that it's like the highs are high but the lows are low um and I think it's on those days where things are lower sometimes it gets hard to push yourself out of it but I think it's just it's those little it's those little things I find that make me and yeah. I guess the overall message and what I'm doing as well. Yeah.
1: And I guess when you have those low points as well, you're in a place like Click where you've got people around you can go talk to or you can go for a coffee, go for a walk, and there's always people like-minded who have been through the same situation that you're currently in. Yeah. You can talk to them and you can rant to them and get your therapy yeah. and then you can come <laughs> back, yeah, like, hey, cool, cool, I'm motivated, That's that's just do it.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Super
1: handy. Yeah. Um, what's the goal? Like, what's what? I don't know. I don't want to say end game, but like, what are you trying to achieve? What's your next kind of point?
0: Um, it's such a hard question because I, I never thought I would get this far. And like, some people have asked me if I would sell, but I just, that's just not something I'm considering at the moment. Like, I'm just enjoying it too much. Um, at the moment, I'm just focused on expanding to different products, different fabrics. Um, and. I mean possibly moving away from the main seamless message to being just like a one-stop shop for um, a woman's base layer. So Mm. any – whatever their – I think underwear preferences are like quite specific and intimate to each person and um, being able to be that store that you can come to and find whatever it is that you want um, and being able to cater to everyone's preference, I think that's probably the goal while keeping it simple and – fuss-free and, um, and inclusive as possible.
1: Amazing. Um, well, I've taken roughly 25 minutes of your day already. and I don't want to take any more because you're very busy building a brand <laughs> and packing orders and everything. So, but thank you for joining me. This was great.
0: Thank you. That was fun.
1: Want to know more about where Emily runs a business? Click Collective is a warehousing and co-working space built around the needs of an e-commerce community. On site, we have spaces for your warehouse, office, showroom, logistics, and a photography space. So we're a one-stop shop to run your business. You can head to our website to know more at clickcollective.com.au or check out our Instagram at clickcollective.